0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss.
1: You're listening to Over the Top Cycling, Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas. We are talking Wimbo 2015 24-hour World Mountain Bike Championships with Vic Armijo. Vic, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, George. It's great to be here.
1: Tell us about the event. This had to be huge for you.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was great, and the, the way the town got behind the event. Weaverville is just a small town. It's a, it's like 3,500 people, and it, it's only there because there was gold discovered there 160 years ago. Um, beautiful little little corner of California. Uh, the Trinity River runs through it. There's the Trinity Alps are right there. It's just just gorgeous. So the the uh, trails that were left from when the gold miners left are. What we used for mountain bike riding, and uh, we used the local high school as our venue. And so the racers came in from, from their laps, and the, uh, the pits were all around the running track, and the stands were filled with locals wanting to see what riders from 14 different countries looked like. And it was just a, a good time, really good time.
1: How big was your field?
2: Uh, there were 147 entrants.
1: And how many divisions did you have? I'm sorry? How many divisions did you have?
2: Uh, it's uh, 26. There's the elite male and female, which is the equivalent of pro, and then it's uh, five-year age increments on up to 70 plus.
1: Any performance especially stand out to you?
2: Well, Jason English, of course, the um, the, the winner of the elite men's category. Uh, he said that the course really didn't didn't suit him so well. He he liked short punchy climbs with some recovery, and this course has a three-mile climb in the beginning where you get the majority of your altitude gain but uh well, he overcame the fact that he said the course didn't suit him to still win he kind of sat back for a little bit and uh and then made his way to the front about six seven hours in and never relinquished it again
1: and how about the women's race how did
2: that go oh boy you're cutting out now
1: how about the women's race how did that go
2: uh, kind of similar. Uh, uh, Sonia Looney, the the, uh, the winner, uh, she told me that uh, Christy Olson, the woman who eventually took the bronze medal, that Olson had gone off hard in the beginning, and that Looney just kind of sat back and waited to see what would happen, and she ended up having the lead by the end of the first lap. And again, so they, they, the the uh, the gold medalist never re- really took re- the lead for the entire 24 hours.
1: What was it like for you to hand out rainbow jerseys at the end of your event?
2: Oh, that was so cool. I mean, uh, I've been doing events for 15 years and handing out medals is always nice. But uh, to hand somebody, uh, a nice uh, forged gold medal, silver medal or bronze medal and to hand the winner the winners a uh, rainbow jersey to put on, that was just uh, kind of the highlight of being a race MC.
1: Now, at what events can they wear that jersey? Is that only good for them at 24-hour events? Can they have the stripes on their jerseys from now on?
2: Uh, yeah, I suppose they could. I mean, uh, you pretty much only wear the um, the rainbow jersey in the uh, discipline in which you earned it in. So wear it in 24-hour races, and I suppose no one's going to squawk if they wore it in a 12-hour or an 8-hour or even not. Some of these hundred mile or NUE events that are that are so popular, but uh, yeah, yeah, they'll be able to have uh, rainbow stripes on their on their uh, jersey, on their cuff, or whatever for their remain their remaining uh, cycling career.
1: That's fantastic. Tell us about Wembo. What makes that different?
2: Well, Wembo is the World Endurance Mountain Bike Organization, and they're the ones that sanction uh, twenty four hour uh, racing throughout the throughout the world. Uh, UCI doesn't recognize twenty four hour racing, and so Wembo was formed to create a set, a set of rules and um, kind of uh, have a, a union of the different promoters around the world. Uh, their goal is to have each year's event have a different flavor. Uh, it's in a different country every year. Uh, prior, when uh, 24-hour race was controlled by another entity, it was always in the same country every year. It really didn't have much of an international flair. Uh, so like last year was in Scotland. Uh, this year, of course, in Northern California. Next year's New Zealand. Um, it's going to go back to Italy. It was in Italy a few years back. It's going to go back to Italy the following year. And uh, well, if I have my way about it, it'll be back in um, the United States, p- perhaps in Weaverville again in 2019. That's when they, they want to do a different hemisphere uh, every year. So you know, Europe, and then you know, Australia, New Zealand, and then back. And we, they would would really like to get South America into the mix. And there's there's such an endurance sport uh Loving uh, part of the world and with Brazil and Argentina, as we've seen in in, in Rams. Perhaps uh, we'll be able to get some, um, some of their mountain bikers to come out, too.
1: Well, this has got to be huge for the Weaverville event because you've really gotten a lot of exposure for it.
2: Yeah, we have, and we're, we're really proud of that because, uh, as one of the locals told me a few weeks ago, that uh, this is a big thing to hit Weaverville since the gold rush.
1: Now, we had Sonia Looney on yesterday talking about the race. She loved it. Uh, and she was mentioning one of your competitors in the 65 to 69 age division women. Can you tell us a little bit about her?
2: Oh, that's Katie Borner. She's out of uh, Chico, which isn't too far from Livermore, And uh, she's been doing our events here in Northern California for, for quite a while. Um, when she came in at the end of her final lap, she did nine laps of the 13 mile course. When she came in at the end, she got more cheers than the, uh, the men and women there. And, uh, She was actually keeping a pretty good pace. Her first lap was an hour and 39 minutes where, you know, the pros were doing uh, right at an hour. So, yeah, she's she's no slouch on the bike despite her age. And then um, we had a couple of men in the 70-plus. Robert Dahlgren got in four laps. A local rider, uh, Ross Molyneux, he he was out there, too. Um, And then we had a few in the 65 to 69 uh, male, including... Don Bradbury, who was a, he's a retired art teacher at the very high school that we used for the venue. And now that he's retired, that's pretty much all he does is ride his mountain bike out on those trails. He can take you on these little side deer trails and things that you wouldn't even think were a trail. He, I mean, <laughs> he just lives to ride. He's got his handlebars cut down like 20 inches so he can fit between the trees. <laughs> the mountain goat.
1: Uh, it's fantastic. Now, tell us, with Wimbo... You don't have to qualify for the Worlds. You can just sign up, correct?
2: Yeah, yeah. That was something that uh, had gone on for for years and years under the previous regime that was controlling the World Championships is that they had these qualifiers. And when Wimbo was formed, they they felt they wanted anybody with uh, the desire and the gumption to to get out there to to be able to. And that's part of the fun of this is that there's a – of course, there's the elite riders and there's the, the age group riders, out and try to win the whole thing but then there's even more riders who just want to go out for the experience I mean to be out on the same course with riders like uh, um, and it's, it's great having like uh, Jason English and Tinker Horrors out there on the same course at the same time I mean talk about a front row seat I mean You'd be out on the trail and suddenly you hear somebody coming up and you pull over and and there's, you know, two of the best riders that that ever lived going by you. And maybe you can keep up with them for a little bit and get a little bit of lesson on how to do single track until they pull out of sight again.
1: Vic, had to be an exhausting weekend for you. What was the high point?
2: The high point, I think, was probably before the event even started on Friday evening, After uh, just before we are going to hold the writers' meeting. It had been an exhausting schedule up until that, just an endless uh, list of tasks that have to be done before we we're ready. And I was up in the announcer's booth at the football stadium, and I look out and I see 100-and-something pop-up tents as, these, as the pits are forming, the, the um the pits were around the running track of the high school, and I see this little village down there of, of endurance mountain bike racers, just like, just like I'd envisioned two and a half years ago when I first started talking with Wembo. And at that moment, it kind, of, it kind of seemed real, and I really started enjoying it, where up until then it had just been <laughs> this crazy, hectic work schedule. And then, of course, on noon when it all started, then, and then I really can kind of just relax and just kind of oversee things. And as long as everything's going well, I can really, can really enjoy the event
1: vic the th- The feedback that I've heard from riders has just been amazing, so congratulations that's got to feel great
2: it does it does It was a lot of work, but um, in the end um, in the end, it was worth it. Um, like I said earlier the town the people of the town just really got behind it, and the and the riders you know could could sense that for sure and uh, just about every rider I talked to that was one of the first things they mentioned is how welcome they feel uh, they felt when they got to Weaverville. I mean, the local Lions Club—they they lined um, the street with uh, the, the main the main drag with American flags until you got to downtown, and then they had flags of every nation represented, all 14 nations. One of the Lithu- Lithuanian riders was uh, through his through his friend who interpreted, just told me how welcomed that made him feel to see the flag of this little tiny nation all the way in Northern California in Weaverville.
1: Next event online for you. <laughs>
2: To get home and see that lady that lives at my house and decompress and kind of think about next season um, not quite sure uh, i 'm now living in, uh, in Utah. i 've got a long history of doing events in northern california so I've, i I got to give this some some good hard thought and 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 see what makes sense. Um, probably do something in weaverville again um, there's a few options just as to, as to what we could do now that the now that the, the town's uh, the town understand what a big event is like and, and come out and, and help support it i've been doing events there for 14 years but um, i've never had the, the kind of support that uh, this event garnered and i just want to try to tap into that momentum now that we've got it
1: vic thanks very much for joining us and congratulations on a successful world championship thank you george over the top cycling boulder colorado i'm george thomas